All right, all right, all right, man. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome back to the Science of Getting Rich podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Peters. Always remember, whatever you think about comes about. Whatever you focus on grows. We've been working our way through this amazing book, The Science of Getting Rich. And last week, I kind of recapped a couple of the things as I was walking. I felt like I needed to post something. I've been a little behind. I know that. And today, we're digging into chapter four. And this is where we start laying the foundation. And it, I wasn't, I was actually going to record tomorrow, but I was having a conversation with a younger dude on Instagram. And it, I don't know, first I went from angry to then feeling a little bad about my response to almost inspired and ended up thanking him for sparking me to get my, get off my butt while I'm yelling at him to get off his butt. And it's kind of the way the world works. And we're digging into this chapter four, which talks about the first principle. It's like, if you think about that, if I said, hey, first rule or first play, first, like it's like the first, it's like, okay, we got to get this one right. The first down, right? If we can get some yards on first down, man, it sure makes down two, three, and four a little bit easier, right? So chapter four is entitled the first principle of the science of getting rich. And this very first verse is it's beautiful. You know, it's like, memorize this, man. Listen, thought is the only power which can produce tangible riches from formless substance. And we talked about formless substance. It's that place up there, man. It's that place where prayers go. It's that place we can't explain. It's that deja vu. It's that hidden power, man. It's, fuck, it's where Bitcoin comes from. It's where Bitcoin comes from, man. The human mind. Formless substance. The stuff from which all things are made is a substance which thinks. And a thought of form in this substance produces the form. You know, a house starts with an idea. It starts with an idea. And man, we could, I mean, I almost feel like I could stop right there, man. It's like, there's so much right there, dude. There's so much right there in that one verse. What I just read to you is so power packed. And we may, we're probably not even going to get through this chapter today because I want to, I'm going to, let me back up on this conversation. I want to tell you what I told this young kid. I'm not going to go back through all of it. I was kind of an asshole to him. It, that's a not uncommon. I'm sure some of you have experienced that for me where I just respond with some snarky ass comment and that may or may not help you. Um, hey, I'm only human, man. I'm just a guy. I'm not no professional teacher. I didn't go to broadcasting school. I'm not a video editor. I'm not no goddamn YouTuber. I didn't study, you know, film production in Berkeley School of whatever. I didn't do any of that, man. I didn't didn't learn how to write. Dude, if I was being honest, I barely got through high school. It wasn't because I wasn't intelligent enough. I just didn't study. I don't like school. Never did. Didn't like it when I was in it. Don't like it now. You know, I don't like to eat my vegetables. I like to drink too much. I got a lot of bad habits, guys. I really do. And yet, in spite of that, you know, I got some good ones. And unfortunately, the way this life works, you only got to get a few of the big things right. You know, who you marry, car you drive, kind of house you have, and the job. Like, you get those big things right. Man, you can buy, there used to be a famous book out there called The Latte Factor. This was about 10 years ago. It was basically saying, listen, 
you guys are all spending too much goddamn time at Starbucks buying coffee. And that made me think, if there's a book about this shit, I need to invest in Starbucks. Like if people are actually spending so much at Starbucks that they can't invest in their 401k, I need to own Starbucks. And I don't think that point of the book was to say, listen, if you just skip a coffee every day, you could fully fund your 401k and retire with millions of dollars. That's true. And yet it's silly at the same time. It's true because math, time times amount times yield. What's silly about it is it's a goddamn cup of coffee, man. You know, like we want to live so tight that a cup of coffee is going to determine whether we retire or not. And on one hand, it shows you how easy and simple this is. And on the other hand, it shows you it's like, damn, that's it. That's all we're asking people to give up is a cup of coffee. And and so it's like true and or ironic and ridiculous at the same time. It's like, in my opinion, a cup of coffee is not your problem. You know, a cup of coffee every day is not your problem. It's not my problem. You know, what's the problem is the vacations. What's the problem is the buying shit on credit cards like rings and couches. What's the problem is the house you live in. What's the problem is your health insurance. The big shit, man. It's not coffees. You know, it's or Uber Eats two, three times a week, man, when you ain't got no money and you can just make a bologna sandwich. You know, that shit stacks up, not a coffee. But I think it was, he was also just making a point. That you could give up something as simple as coffee and fund and fund it. So on one hand, it's you know it's cool and it's ridiculous, but as I was talking to this young dude, bad bashing him, this is what started it. If you've never met me, and you watch my stories, or you hear me, it is very easy to think this guy's a dick, or you know whatever. Like you, you can. I tend to have an abrasive personality, and sometimes people will like me. The other day. My good friend, Austin. I don't know if you're listening, Austin. I pissed him off, man. I pissed him off. I like Austin, man. I love the kid. I sent him a message and said, man, I was just fucking with you, man. I hope it's good. But I could tell it hurt his feelings. It hurt his feelings. Guys, I spent seven years in the Army. Almost two years in Iraq. A year in Bosnia. Dudes bust balls. And where I grew up like that... In, from age 19 to 27, you better be able to take some shit, man. And then I worked two and a half years in a prison. If you're going to be a man, you better have thick skin. I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying I'm trying to give an explanation to my attitude at times, the way I grew up. I, I bash, I'll bump heads with people. I'll bump heads with my friends. And, you know, it's easy. You get going on Instagram. People throw out questions that gets me going. And I start bashing on them. And, you know, I'll hit on my friends. I make fun of Mark and Welby and Dan. I make fun of Chris Johnson all the time. Fuck, man, make fun of me, man. Let's get it going. Let's get a good rivalry going, man. That will be the best thing for us. If the world wasn't a bunch of pussies and probably would cancel us for being mean to each other. That Man, I'd love to see a good social media war. Let's go, Chris. Come on, man. Pop, pop, pop. But they won't let us, man. And I love the dude. I just think it's fun. It's drama, man. I'd love to get in a big fight with Grant Cardone. That'd be the best thing for my career. But unfortunately, we can't do that. Anyway, this kid hit me, man. I get hit all the time, man. Pop. Kids are always popping off at me. You're fat. You drink too much. You eat bad, blah, blah, blah. You're always bam, bam. They're always taking shots at me. And I'm like, look, I've made more millionaires than you. But this kid said, it was easier for you when you started. 
I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, people can't do what you do today because it's harder today than it was when you did it. Okay. I'm trying to take this in. And then as we, I'm like, I don't buy that, bro. And as we continue on with the conversation, he says, then he says, and this is what kind of pissed me off. It's people like you. And I hate that setup. It's people like you. You know, nobody likes that, man. We mean people like me. Like, you know, nobody wants to be lumped because it's such a negative connotation. He said, it's people like you is why people like me can't afford houses. And so he literally lumped me in. And he was saying that if you're a landlord, you know, if you're a guy like me out here buying properties and then putting them up for rent, that it's because of people like me that average people can't buy a house. And I've seen that a lot here in the New Orleans area because of Airbnb. Now, I will concede that due to Airbnb, that has lifted the prices of properties in areas where you have a lot of transition or travel. In other words, property prices have gone up at beaches significantly higher than the 5% average that real estate goes up a year. It's on average about 5%. Airbnb has drastically increased that because now through technology, you can, people to people can do business and you don't need hotels and hotels aren't getting all that money anymore. Now, you could still rent your properties back in the day, but it was different. You had to put on a website. Sometimes realtors maintain listings. I used to rent beach houses 20 years ago, long before Airbnb. So it was going on. It's just now it's automated. Now anybody, shit, I can live in Florida and buy a condo in, in LA and put it on Airbnb. And what this gentleman is saying is that, well, he wasn't saying that by Airbnb, but I will concede. My point is, yes, that is true with Airbnb, okay? But in the regular world, I mean, every house I bought, and this is what I was trying to explain to him, was on the MLS, meaning they posted it. And it wasn't like I bought it two seconds after, it's not like a stock where I hit the buy button. I had to go look at it. Well, and then I'm sure he might, his probably has come back to be, well, then there's a bidding war. And it's like, yeah, those people want houses too. Every house being sold is not going to a landlord, guys. And most of the houses that people, and listen, if you're an actual landlord who's going to be in business for decades, you can't run up and pay high dollar prices and push prices up in houses. You're trying to find cheap, beat up houses. And that's what I told him is I'm out here trying to buy. And this is, this goes back to the science of getting rich. If you listen to what I just said, because what you think in formless substance, well, what's this kid thinking in formless substance? He can't do it. It was easier for people in the past. And then he was pushing, well, how much did you make in 1999? I said $12.50 an hour at a job. That's the most I've ever made, swear to God. You know, it's the most I ever made. You know, now I don't, I don't know what my hourly wage was when I was in Iraq and all that. But I, I'm going to say it was about eight bucks an hour, maybe. You know, in 1991, when I'm in Iraq, maybe I made eight bucks an hour to risk my life. You know, and, and, and he said, yeah. And I was like, yeah, but houses were fucking cheaper, bro. But so was the pay. And yes, there are things in life that are not fair. And I was trying to explain to him that I teach this concept of the 10 pillars of success. Pillar number one, how you think is everything. 
And yes, it may be unfair. And yes, it may be injustice. And yes, they may pick on you because you're gay or because you're the only black guy in the room or you're the only immigrant from another country enrolled in the class. Like all that shit is real. And yet we don't give a fuck. Because the power in you is bigger than the racism and the hatred and all that stuff, man. And so you can't focus on that because what you think about comes about. So this kid is sitting there focused and thinking that he can't afford the properties. That people like Gerald Peters, who started 20 years ago, are buying up all the houses. And I said, well, if that's true, and I sent him a house that I'm going to go look at tomorrow. And I said, look, it's $112,000. Anybody can afford a $112,000 house. You could work at fucking McDonald's if you worked every day. You could afford this property. It will be cheaper than rent at an apartment. And he's like, yeah, but look, look how bad a shape it's in. I know. That's called work. And so, yeah, you're not going to move into a luxurious apartment. You're going to move into a shithole, at which time you start fixing it. And when on the way home, you stop by Walmart and you buy the cheapest paint. And every day after work for an hour or two, you're outside scraping and painting. That is doable. And I've taught hundreds and thousands of people to think like that. To work with what you have, with where you are, with what you can do. And I can't go to Walmart. You get what I'm saying? And that is the foundation upon which I started buying properties. That's not how I bought my $400,000 beach house with cash, which I only paid three twelve, by the way. And here's the funny thing. When I bought that property, this is the funny part about this. I showed a bunch of friends. I was like, man, you should get one too. The building has 280 units in it. Shit, I showed people in the Money Flow gang. I posted it in Discord. Hey, you guys get one with me. Let's get a beach condo. Oh man, $312,000. That seems expensive. Everybody says it's expensive. We're at top of the thing. Uh, you know, prices are high and we're going into recession. And now they're worth 400. And one day 400 is going to be cheap. We're going to be looking at 4, 450 and people be like, oh man, I don't know. if I." My point being, <clears throat> and I said to him, sir, is your daddy rich? Did your daddy buy a bunch of Coca-Cola and Walmart and Pepsi? Did he buy a bunch of houses? Be honest. And he said, no. Well, he had the same opportunity, you like you said, to get it in the day when it was easy, and he didn't do it. It doesn't matter, guys, if it's easy or hard. Some people are going to do it, and some are not. Period. Even if you give them free money, it don't mean they're going to do smart things. They're going to run out and buy meme coins. They're not going to run out and put it in a bank or pay off debt. or what They're not going to do. So no matter how easy you make it or how hard you make it, People who use thought and put thought in formless substance are going to be the people who rise up and get what they want. And yet in the midst of this, life is unfair. And let me tell you what I said to him. I appreciate you guys letting me get this off my chest, man. Sometimes I get moments of what I call inspiration. After we go back and forth fighting, here's what, let me, let me show you something if I feel bad now. He says, I'm not so... I'm not saying you didn't struggle or work your ass off. I said, stop. You go, guys. Have it. So I said, here's what I told him. I'm like, bro, when I started this wealth game, I didn't have a cell phone. There's no internet. I can't go to YouTube and look up, you know, how to buy a rental property. 
I can't go to YouTube and look up shit. There is no YouTube. I met a guy, he told me how to do it, and I went out and did it, man. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, as, as I developed, I didn't have a house six till I even bought a book on real estate or started looking at shit. They got courses on this. And so sometimes I think people see all this stuff online and on TV and in the news, you start to formulate opinions that, man, you don't know if that's true. Michael Burry's tweeting everyone, the Great Recession's coming. You need to get out of your stocks. Today's tweeting he was wrong. Yeah, no shit. You know, in every influencer I know in real estate, Mark, Dan, Welby, I go live with these guys. <coughs> Feel free. Come on, guys. Push back on me. Everyone, I'm out there. Oh, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> We're going into the crash. and Yeah, where's the crash? Where's it at? I didn't say that. I'm bullish. Because what everyone else thinks, they're wrong. So if I come into a room and everybody agrees, I'm out of here, man. Because the herd is always wrong. Always. The herd is always wrong. Now, we could have win. Maybe they were right. I don't know. But here's what I know. 70% of the time, assets go up. That, that means I'm bullish all the time. Why? Because I want to play on the winning side. And if you go down, good, because I know ultimately we're going to go up. So my strategy works. <laughs> I don't need to worry about the downs. I need to stay bullish and always see opportunities. Why you're never going to see me come on and be bearish and saying, oh, this is going to, I'm not going to do that, guys. Every day is an opportunity. I'm always positive, always, I don't mean positive like I'm walking around smiling all the time, but I mean, I'm always positive on opportunity on the stock market. There's, dude, you could take the whole fucking thing to zero. I'm not selling. I'm not getting knocked out. You get what I'm saying? And the reason I say that, that's not going to happen. But as I repeat that, as I repeat that, as I repeat that, it's just me building up my endurance, building up my thought, right? A thought, thought is the only power which can produce tangible riches from formless substance. The The stuff from which all things are made is a substance which thinks. And a thought of form in this substance produces the form. Original substance moves according to its thoughts. Every form and process you see in nature is the visible expression of thought in original substance. As formless substance thinks of a form, it takes that form. As it thinks of motion, it takes that motion. That is why all things were created. We live in a thought world, which is part of a thought universe. The thought of a moving universe extended throughout formless substance and the thinking stuff moving according to that thought took the form of the planets, maintains that form. Now, guys, that's just flowerly language, okay? Don't let that mess you up. But let me tell you what I told this kid. I said this after we argued back and forth, and I called him a lazy socialist. (laughs) That probably wasn't nice. I said, I'm going to leave you with this. Man, I'm choking today. I'm going to leave you with this. I teach a thing called the 10 pillars of success and the nine thoughts on getting rich. Humans have crazy mind power. We can manifest. God or the universe is real. You can tap into that to help and serve others. Yes, there are fucked up unfair things in life. Being born black in 1920 was some unfair shit, period. We can list a long list of those things. Being born a woman in 1800 didn't have its list of joys. My dad bailed when I was a baby. That's fucked up. My mom had to raise me by myself, and we often jumped from apartment to apartment. But I get to choose what I think. 
I think anything within the laws of science can be done. In other words, if you don't have legs, you're not going to play in the NFL. Doesn't mean you couldn't be involved in the NFL in some way, right? I think anything within laws of science can be done. Focusing on the unfair and what's not right or past or what happened in the past does zero for you or anyone else. It just stirs hatred and continues to cause the problem because what you think about comes about and what you focus on grows. You play the hand life gives you, but learn the rules to the game. We play the hand to win. I said, my son died when he was 17 years old. Some people, that would take him out. I choose to get up and work and find happiness and joy where I can. And let me tell you, it's not fair. And I'm pissed and I'm mad about it. And it hurts. And it's true. And I get to choose how I respond and how I deal with that. I could dedicate my life to fighting the drugs that did that and the injustice, and I could focus on that. And I could do that, but I choose not to. I can choose to focus on that, or I can choose to push, create, write, and post, and try to save one man, one woman at a time. Push my belief that the best way to help this world, and that the only way for everyone to live a complete life is for them to acquire wealth and become rich. Now, again, rich is your deficit. And I said, I have countless people now who own, my, who own stocks and houses simply from my books, videos, and posting. Countless. And I said, I could show you, but you've got to believe. Even when life seems unbelievable, you choose to disagree. You, are, you have to choose to disagree with your circumstances. And so I finally agreed with him that you are 100% right. Life is fucked up. There are injustices. I agree. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. I put my green uh, sparkly uh, uh, glitter shoes on today. Fuck anybody that doesn't like them. I might paint my nails today. Fuck anyone that doesn't like it. I might put diamonds on my nails. And any dude that has a problem with it, fuck him too. Because I am rich. I can do whatever I want, obviously, within you know the laws. You get what I'm saying. Meaning I don't have to live my life in a box, man. And neither do you. And the more wealth that you accumulate, the freer and the more decisions you will have. And the reason that young man, I say young man, he's 30-something years old, is because he has lived a life not focused on building wealth. Not his fault. I'm just, I'm just explaining the circumstances. He's probably taken a lot of time off. He's probably made a lot of bad decisions, got into a bad car loan. Some of these things you didn't know, man. You didn't know that car guy was ripping you off. You didn't know that house was a bad deal. You didn't know about that, that whole life insurance. Like, you didn't know these things, you know? But then once you know, you could be like, hey, this is all unfair. Or you could be like, oh, shit, I, I got to learn the rules. And it's a choice, man. And thought in formless substance. So if this kid was to take what I said, instead of fighting against me that the world is rigged and that I got lucky, what if he said, hey, man, I don't know. My life seems kind of fucked up where I'm at. I don't feel like I could afford it, but is there something you could show me? Maybe I'm missing. Maybe I would be open to reading and looking at what you have. <clears throat> instead of taking shots at me, what if he sat with me? Instead of poking holes or making fun, what if he had a drink with me? and see? You get what I'm saying? 
And that change, and let's say it doesn't work for him, but goddamn, at least he changed. Either way, he was in the same place he was going to be. You get what I'm saying? Nothing. Oh, you're good. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing changed. Nothing changed because nothing changed because you know you're thinking negative or you're thinking positive. Well, hold on. That I'm saying it doesn't cost him anything. You know, it's not going to make his situation worse to start to think positive. It's not going to make his situation worse to start looking for opportunity. Imagine if instead of saying houses are too expensive, he just looked every fucking day, believing that God or the universe would give him one and expecting it and walking as if and talking as though and stacking the money. And then when I mentioned credit, he said he was working on his credit. That right there tells me he fucked up his credit. So you can't on one hand have bad credit, don't have the money, and then on the other hand, complain that people like me bought up all the shit. You mean, oh, people like me that got their credit right, studied money and worked real hard and then went out and bought people, people like that, you mean? You know, and then at the same time, he, you know, try to apologize and say, oh, I'm not taking, I know you work <coughs> real hard, but the, the system, man, they no system, man. Get out of here. <coughs> Every thought of form held in thinking substance causes the creation of the form, but always, or at least generally, along the lines of growth and action already established. Read that again. Every thought of form held in thinking substance causes the creation of the form. But always, or at least generally, along the lines of growth already established, a la the credit system. You need good credit. Uh, you got seven days a week. <clears throat> you can work all seven. You could start side hustles. You could move in with a roommate. Like You could do all these things that tie into the nine thoughts on getting rich. Number three, what? Structure your life around it. See, if you're over here boohooing and crying on one hand, but on the other hand, you ain't structured your life around the game that you're in. So you got to know the game you're playing. So everybody pushing against it, they're in the wrong game. What they're bitching about is that, hey, we're, we're, we're losing this game. Yeah, because you're not playing by the rules of the game, man. I can't fix it, so I need to learn it. The thought of a house, listen to this, the thought of a house of certain construction, if it were pressed upon formal substance might not cause the instant formation of the house, but it would cause the turning of creative energies already working in trade and commerce into such channels as to result the speedy building of the house. In other words, the house of a certain location, if it were impressed upon formless substance, in other words, looking on the MLS, might not cause you to buy it immediately, but it would cause the creative energies, i.e. your brain getting off your butt and going out and looking, but it would, the turning creative already, oh, the turning creative energy is already working in trade and commerce, meaning there's already a system. There's realtors, there's banks, there's lenders, there's insurance companies, there's, there's contractors, all this stuff already in place. Commerce is already there. You just got to plug in. Man. And if, if, and if there were no existing channels through which creative energy could work, then the house would be formed directly from formless substance, meaning if there ain't a way, it'll give you a way. You might actually create it. Steve Jobs wanted a smartphone. There wasn't no smartphone, man. So out of creative substance, he took what was already in place. Trades of commerce already there. There's already a phone market. AT&T and Verizon were already there. The phone was already there. <coughs> the camera, the music player, it's all there. 
He just used formulas to bring it all together. To be formed directly out of primal substance without waiting for the slow process of organic or inorganic world. No thought of form can be impressed upon original substance without causing the creation of the form. Man is a thinking center and can originate thought. All forms that man fashions with his hands must first exist in his thought. He cannot shape a thing until that, till he has the thought of that thing. Good God Almighty. We're going to stop right there, man. I know it went, but I wanted to use this illustration while it was fresh on my mind. I really wasn't prepared to do chapter four today, but that was so fresh on my mind. And uh, it's so real. You know, it's true, guys. It's right there. You know, just drop all the baggage. Drop all the whatevers, all the isms. You know, my back hurts. I'm tired a lot. I feel old. All right. All right, there's that. But I'm also smarter, <laughs> wiser can think better. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, there's bad things, but there's a lot of good things too, man. You know, I got more money now than when I was in good shape. I used to run 50 mile marathons, but I got a lot of my life. I, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, yeah, you're going to go through these processes, man. And things are going to change, but you got to play the hand you've been given. And all that's going to start upstairs with thought, a thought in formless substance. Man, hey, I really appreciate you listening to this. I hope you got something out of this message. If you got friends out there thinking like that, don't let them get you down, man. Try to help them, but don't don't try to beat them up. Don't lose friends trying to change people's negative attitude. Just wish them the best of luck. Make sure you get people around you that are focused on formless substance and the power of creation and manifesting. Sometimes I see these videos on YouTube. They're like, you know, the law of attraction is not that. Shut up, man. Who's going to make a video? complaining about the law of attraction. Who in this world is this damn dumb that they're going to create a video to poke fun or smash on people who have positive thoughts and positive vi- Like, I can't think of a dumber activity to waste your life on than to go around complaining about other people just believing that if they think positive and work hard, they can manifest shit. I, I, I saw one the other day. All the self-help stuff is like a cult of guru-ness. And it's like, okay, bro. Okay, as opposed to what? Right. What, what would you have me do? Sit around watching CNN or listening to Nancy Pelosi or Donald Trump or Bill Clinton? I mean, wait, wait. Come on, man. That's all right. I think I'll keep my self-help books and I'll keep doing my manifestation. I'll keep doing all that stuff while I, uh, while I, uh, while I can, man. And if it's all bullshit, then it's bullshit that I like. So, God bless you. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. Anything I can do for you, let me know. I know you probably got it, but if you don't, go to GeraldPeters.info, get a copy of my free ebook. You don't have to die broke. Be happy to send you um, a hard copy. Also, if you'd ever want to book a one-on-one, hey, let's get your shit together, man. Let's get your life together. Maybe you need a second opinion. Maybe you need someone just a little bit wiser. I'm probably not smarter, but I probably am wiser. And all I do all day... Every day for the last 20 years to study this process on getting rich through the stock market, through marketing, through real estate, uh, through the stock market, through getting our buckets right, you know, trying to be uh, a man on purpose. And if 
if I could help you, I'd love to do that. If my, at GeraldPeters.com or .info, you can book a one-on-one with me. God bless.